Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Don't be surprised if I ask what a bag is. Welcome back to another special episode of the Gold Diggers podcast. I am joined by just one lady in red, and we all know why, for obvious reasons, but I'm going to let her introduce herself as the new champion of England. <laughs> Hi everyone, this is Bubbles here at Bubbles, but with X and V. And yeah, we, we are the champions of England, finally. <laughs> <laughs> at last, like... Okay, so my first question for you is a pretty obvious one. How does it feel to finally be champions of England? After so many attempts, how does it feel? It it, it just feels surreal, to be honest. Even now, it, I don't think it's fully sunk in because we've waited so long for this. And like just just to say it, Liverpool Premier League champions, you just I need to see them with the trophy, with the trophy in their hands. And then I think it will, will really hit home, yeah. Yeah, and um, what do you say to the critics that say it's not a real trophy if you can't celebrate it with your fans, all of that crap? What do you what do you say to them? I'd say go look at the the pictures from the night we won the league outside Anfield and, and tell those fans <laughs> this is not real because the passion you saw there and the raw emotion shows it's real enough. And I think anybody talking about stuff like that about asterixes and whatnot, like I could not care less. Like the moment the moment Williams goal hits in, I could not be thinking of anything less than stuff like that. Like null and void and all that rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> well, legit. Big up William though. Big yes, up <laughs> you made a phenomenal tweet on the Gold Diggers account actually you just flipped the switch. Hopefully we get a chance to put that in. But my God bubbles, that was a that was a fantastic tweet. Like someone, someone even said, uh, like during the game, because I did it as soon as the political went in. They said, uh, "Oh, it's a bit early, isn't it?" Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it wasn't. But let's take it back. Let's take it back. So last season, hypothetically speaking, if Man City didn't have one point ahead of you guys, you guys had enough points to win the league on several occasions in the past. So coming off from last season and coming off winning the Champions League as well, how important was it that this year you made that extra jump to get to the final spot? 
yeah, it, it was so important because you'd, you'd see, like you said, how many points we got last season and it still wasn't enough. Like, if Liverpool were ever going to do it, it was going to be now. If they were ever going to break the break the duck, it had to be now. And so it was just massive that the team could show the levels of consistency that they had done this season to get it over the line. And I, for one, I remember at the start of the season, didn't think we were going to win the league this season because I didn't think we'd be able to replicate last year's form. Yeah. And points-wise, we absolutely smashed it again. Yeah, and you know, you just said that at the beginning of the season, you didn't actually think that you'd probably be able to do better than last season. But this year, you guys have taken it one step higher. Rate this season so far out of 10, besides winning the Champions League, in comparison to what you guys did last year. Yeah, of course, it's, it's, a, it's a 10 <laughs> or a nine and a half if you want to, if you want to, yeah, count the Champions League in. Uh, I mean, what is it? Only we only dropped uh, a couple of points, so yeah, it's just so amazing. Like, even even up until like sort of January time, we'd only dropped two points. It was like it'd never been seen before in Europe that, that amount of points we had. At that. I think it was like game week 21. It'd been declared the greatest ever start to a season in all top five leagues in Europe. Yeah. So just that alone, it has to be one of one of the best. Yeah. And was it at that point that you knew, like, obviously when you, they were declared as having the best start in Europe in the top five leagues, was it at that point that you knew, like, yeah, we actually might win the league this time? Yeah, yeah definitely. I think I think for me it was uh, a couple a couple of games before then. Uh, Man City dropped points to Wolves away. And the, the way that game went down as well, like uh, Edison got sent off early, uh, City then got a pen, missed the pen and got to retake it, went 1-0 up. And then Wolves had an amazing comeback to bring it to 3-2. And that was a moment I thought, I think it was around it was around Christmas time, match week 19-ish. That's the moment I thought these lot have dropped too many points and have been too inconsistent to catch up. And I don't, at that point, we had had a nearly flawless start. And I was like, we might not replicate that perfectly in the second half of the season, but we're not going to drop up that much that City can catch up now. Surely not. I think they were close to like fourth than they were to us at that point. Yeah. At one point, everyone was closer to fourth than they were to you, to be honest. But hey, cool. So obviously, Jurgen Klopp, Jurgen Klopp, obviously being the mastermind behind everything for the last, what, three, four seasons now? Okay. So this is this might be a tough question for you. It might be easy. I don't know. But out of the three managers, Jurgen Klopp and Brendan Rodgers and um, Rafa Benitez, how would you rate each manager? I'm not going to say who's the best, but how would you rate each manager's um, attempt to win the Premier League? I can say Klopp is the best. Yeah. 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 I think... I think, you know, during my lifetime, it's sort of always been seen that maybe like sort of uh, Rafa Benitez was the best manager we've had. So since, you know, uh, late, since the Premier League from about the early noughties, um, mm-hmm. because because he got the Champions League over the line and that was so special for the club and the way it happened as well in that final. Yeah. Now to see a, a Liverpool manager who's not only won the Champions League, but he's won the league. We haven't seen that since the 80s. So... For me, yeah, he's clearly he's clearly number one. Um, and then Brendan, yeah, Brendan brought uh, a great attacking football to the club, and he gave us an amazing title run. It ended in in sadness, unfortunately. Yeah. But I think I think experience is what is what was um, his downfall. You know, he was a sort of out of his depth in a way. We conceded so many goals in that title race. You know, the, the old saying: "Defense wins your championships." We had conceded fifty goals. We wouldn't. We shouldn't have won that league yet. And um, yeah, Rafa, of course, yeah, won the Champions League. And I think 
even though we had that kind of title uh, challenge against Man United about about ten years ago with Rafa, I, I don't think it was ever that close. Um, it's I think people make out it was closer than it was. A, a lot of time, a lot of the time, Man, Man United had games in hand when the points were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. And okay, let's talk a bit about Jurgen Klopp. So he came in. And did he say he was going to win the Premier League or the Champions League for Liverpool? He said he said he was going to win a title within four years. And I think yeah. maybe in Europe that translates to any trophy, but obviously in England that would mean the Premier League. So either way, he did he did both within within four four seasons. So yeah. How many did he? How many titles has he won for Liverpool since being here? Just well, said four, but yeah, some people try to discredit Super Cup and stuff. But yeah. <laughs> I'm going to discredit that because you guys beat us to get in. <laughs> anyway, anyway. But yeah, just touching on Jurgen Klopp, the players that he's brought in as well, they have clearly been so crucial to you guys getting to this point. And it's like coming back from a Champions League final defeat to then winning the Champions League the next year, then to then winning the Premier League next year. What what goes on in Jurgen Klopp's mind? Like, What can you see that is the difference with Jurgen Klopp and his players? What is the chemistry there? I saw he said a quote once he was like if you if you fall down then to bounce back is not an option it's an obligation mm. and I think it's that's just been uh, summed up perfectly in the last two years he's shown that, and this squad of players have shown that if you if you take a if you take a knot if you take an L uh, you got you got to you got to come back fighting 10 times harder and 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 use that sort of pain and that hurt to to right the wrongs of, of the year before and and succeed and you can see that through your players, not just this year, but last year, especially when they lost the Champions League final to Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then to go back and win it in Madrid, phenomenal. But hey, I'm not going to toot your horn too much. <laughs> yeah. no, honestly, I think it's been a phenomenal year for you guys. And like, I just want to know from, from your perspective, because I can sit here and say Virgil van Dijk was the most crucial player to you guys getting here. But from a Liverpool perspective, who were the crucial players for this season and last season that got you to this point? You know what? That is genuinely the most difficult question. It's so hard to pick out one individual because, in all honesty, you don't, you know, the front three don't score as many goals as they do without each other. Um, they don't score as many goals as they do without the fullbacks as well. Then, of course, you have Alisson and Van Dyke keeping all the clean sheets and making sure that the defence is stable. It, it's so hard to pick an individual because honestly, I, I don't. I don't think I can, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. So maybe we just say the whole team. The whole team. Yeah, there's, there's, there's four or five key, key players that if they can stay fit again for next season, then I, I think we'll have another amazing, amazing season. And can you name them four or five? Well, yeah, yeah. Obviously, Allison, Van <laughs> Dijk, Frank yeah. Freak, Palomone, Firmino, and then you know. Trent, Trent, particularly this season, I think. Yeah. I think before him and Robertson, it was pretty neck and neck. But for me, this season, Trent has been standout. He's been an absolute difference, in in my opinion, anyway. But Bubbles, again, congratulations on finally winning the league after thirty years. No more getting bullied for not winning the league. <laughs> <laughs> no more getting bullied for everyone who doesn't know. I'm a Chelsea fan. I grew up with Glory in like secondary school, primary school, but Bubbles had it hard. <laughs> she had it hard. I grew up with like Prime Banter era in school. <laughs> See, well, it was all worth it in the end. Congratulations on winning the Premier League title. You're finally one of us, first off, but on top of that, you're probably the biggest club in England now. 
I, I would say so. I think Man United fans still like to bring up something or other. They'll say yeah. they sold more advertisements or something. They'll make them up. <laughs> but cool. So you heard that Man United fans, Liverpool, biggest club in England at the moment. You can't doubt them. But yeah, Definitely. thanks for your time, Bubbles. Um, you are joined by me at flown underscore, and I am with Beatrice at bookie underscore Beatrice. Bubbles uh, at Bubbles, but with an X instead of an E. Audrey at Alds London. Brianna at Shackard. Three at Bray Blue. Fantastic. So this is going to be a little bit embarrassing, but we have a champion in our midst, so I guess we got to give him a guard of honour still. Everybody ready? <laughs> You guys are haters, man. You are absolutely haters. You didn't even clap. I did, and you saw me. You put your hands together. <laughs> Say no prayer for Man United. So that like, you literally just put your hands together. Odds, that one-two clap. Do you know what? I'll even take that one. That thank you, guys. Thank you. I didn't hear nothing. Yeah, it was like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm not gonna lie. I bet Brie literally sat there with like her hands on her face, like, nope. I don't care about Liverpool. Well, unfortunate bubbles, but you are the champions of England, so I guess you don't really care, do you? Uh, I like Chelsea, they helped us win it, <laughs> even if you don't like us. <laughs> anyway, 2005. So, um, firstly, we're just gonna go straight into. Um, Liverpool being the champions of England after thirty year after their thirty year wait, Beatrice, how are you taking their W in catch? And it also means that they've caught up to Manchester United in trophies as well. How are you taking this? I think they've passed us, but for me, it's not a big deal. I've seen my team win. You know what I mean? It's a first for them seeing their their team win the Premier League. I, I don't, I can't say that. I'm I'm comfortable. We knew it was coming from December. It's it, it's what it is. You know, they they had a good season, so I can't even hate. So you can say you basically built up yourself to actually take this and digest it and be like, whatever. Yeah, I thought I was going to, you know, deactivate on Twitter, but I don't have to because, sorry, it doesn't even burn. I'm, I'm, I was ready, so it's fine. Guys, yeah. breaking news. We've got Man United at the FA Cup. Yes! So they going for the fourth win. Oh, for God's sake. Come on. Oh, I've got City. Because yeah. what's the because City and Newcastle are playing now. Yeah, so love to see it. it. Love to see it. Fuck off. I feel like that's ruined my entire mood. Yeah, that's annoying because <laughs> if it was the other way around, then at least the games would be a bit more match up. If like Man United got Man City and stuff. Yeah. Like, but you know what? Fine, it's okay. Um. Wow. Imagine if Ole does the poor people. We'll we'll go we'll go into that. Um, yeah, so, Rihanna, watching Liverpool finally win the league after 30 years. I don't even think any of us are even 30 in this chat, to be honest. But <laughs> watching them win the league, how weird is that for you? Um, I kind of prepared myself for it, like, from before the break. So it didn't burn as much as it could have burned. But, yeah, like, it is a first for them. So I'm, like... 
I'm happy they're happy. I I don't really care. I'm super over it at this point. I'm still like low key salty because you're always salty when another team wins the league, but like I actually don't really care. And Bree, you didn't even bother giving her a clap at all. So what are your thoughts on Liverpool winning the league this time? Congrats, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, says they all, but Bubbles, we want to hear from you. We've already had an interview with you separately, but we all want to hear from you once again. How does it feel to be the champions of England? Yeah, it's just, it's emotional. That's what it is. I, I can't really put it into words still. Like, I again, I've said this to you before. It doesn't seem real. Like, until they have, I think, the trophy in their hands, then it will, like, proper sink in. But at the moment, like, to say Liverpool are Premier League champions, it just, yeah, it's a, it's a bit mad. Did you cry? Uh, I didn't cry straight away, but like I watched it when I was alone later. I watched the video. <laughs> like, I know one of the montages. A little tear. I'm so bad. I ain't gonna lie. There's no shame in crying. But Chelsea were the Champions League. I cried in my dad's arms. Cried. <laughs> but yeah, cool. Um, I'm gonna start off a little bit controversial because I just want to see where everyone's headspace is at. So we've watched Liverpool this entire season. We watched them last season with pretty much the same squad as well. Where would you rank this Liverpool team among the Premier League winners of all time? I'm going to start with you, Odds. I can't lie. They make my top five still. But I think I've said this before, though, that there it is. I think I don't care because this Liverpool this season wasn't my favourite Liverpool. I think my favourite one was, was it 17-18? But what they've done this season... I still have to put it up there because when you look at this season and last season, they've only lost two games in the league. That's crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. They've only lost two games. That's not easy. That's true. That is. I'm amazing. putting them in my top five. I can't lie. I, I think they make top five. Do you think, let's say, top three out of your top five, if you can't name them all? No, I don't think top three. Okay, so just outside the top three. So top but five. That's, that's, that's me being biased, though. Mm-hmm. But they're definitely top five. If I could ask, um, who is in your top five? Obviously, I've got my Invincibles. Yeah, I've got the United treble. Mm-hmm. We've got the Centurions. I want to say Chelsea as well. And then I'm bringing on um, Liverpool. Okay, um, <clears throat> Brianna, what about you? Um, yeah, I have them in my top five, but. I don't think I have them in my top three because, like, for me, a big part of football is like entertainment. I didn't find this season, like, their play this season, that entertaining yeah. in comparison to last season. Like, I'm not like putting them down or anything because it's the same set of players, like, mm-hmm. almost identical squad. So it wasn't that, but the dominance like has to be applauded for sure. But there was just something missing this season, and like, apart from like COVID and everything, it just felt like a bit. There was something lacking. Mm-hmm. entertainment factor but yeah they're they're definitely top five and bubble what do you say to something to brianna saying still something lacking do you agree was last season yeah. more entertaining i don't know if i feel like because there wasn't actually a title race last season i feel like for neutrals that might have been more entertaining my perspective is obviously different because i watch them anyway every week regardless and so scoring a goal is entertaining for me whether it's not pretty like like how we've played a couple of seasons ago. Yeah. So I can, I can agree. I can see why she would say that. I think for me, it's definitely top five as well, without a doubt. I just, 
like I, I feel like I rated the Centurions so highly before and we could potentially break their points record this year and I rated them because of the points record and to think that we could do that is, it's a, yeah it makes me think it could break it to top four or three maybe yeah. maybe and Brianna and Ords, if they do surpass the Centurions this year, are we still putting them just top five or do they break into the top three? I still don't think top three because still the football that City were playing, do you get what I mean? Whereas mm. this season, I feel like, I feel like, well, I can't speak because I'm not a Liverpool fan, but I feel like their sole focus this year was just to win the league because they were so close last year that this season was just win the game by all means. Like we saw how teams were so lucky that it'll be nil-nil and then out of nowhere, Liverpool have gone and won the game. Like, mm-hmm. they were literally just, I don't want to say riding on luck, but I just feel like they knew how to win their game. So I still wouldn't push them higher than the Centurions because the City's football was much better than this than this Liverpool anyway. Okay, that's fair. I see Brianna shaking her head. I'm guessing you agree as well. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Um, Brie, where do you rate this Liverpool side in your top, in your top um, Premier League winners? Top five. Top five, so is it also sitting out of top three as well? Yeah, they will never come into my top three. (laughs) Is it just because of the the rivalry or is it just that you just don't rate them? Is it biased or you just don't rate them? Non-biased, they still wouldn't fit into my top three because considering the sort of football that those teams played, I'm back to Brianna's, Brianna's point where she said that um, those other teams in terms of enter- like entertainment factor it was there and mm-hmm. at the time when you look at those teams the competition was very much high as well so for them to produce those results at the time it, they definitely deserve the top three as with Liverpool don't get me wrong I give them credit for the dominance this season but every other team besides Liverpool and City has been pretty much all over the place this season do you know what I mean mm-hmm. so they'll still fall into my top five but just not my top three Interesting point there, actually. So, Bubble, do you think if all the other teams weren't as good at the place this season, do you think that Liverpool would have run away with the league the way they did anyway? I don't know. Like, I've we said this, we had this conversation before. I just feel as though it's not a strong argument to say that the league is like any bad or something because because certain teams who would usually be good have fallen off. Because I feel as though. The, the quality is still spread out among so many more teams now. But I know you guys will all disagree because we've had this conversation before. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, for me, I still feel like there's so much quality in this league that that it, it may be not a completely solid argument to say that. that yeah. Yeah. Cool, fair enough. Um, Beatrice, I want to come and ask you a, a bit more of a personal question. So... Um, where do you rank this Liverpool team amongst the United teams since, let's say, since the treble season that have won the league? Where do you rank this Liverpool team? You know what, this question is kind of a hard one because my personal favourite United team since the treble is our 08 team. That's the team where Ronaldo completely tore apart the league. That is my favourite season from United. But I, I won't, com- I can't, don't think I can compare that team to Liverpool because we won the double. We won the Champions yeah. League and the Premier League. Yeah. And we like we just completely dominated. So I think uh, uh, there's so many teams. I think I would actually compare Liverpool to our 09 team because mm-hmm. that season was the year we did a three-peat for the second time. We also won the Club World Cup and we won the League Cup, I think. So I think... I would compare them to that team because that team is still a strong team, but it's not 
say as strong as what the treble winners did and what the doubles did. So I would say the 019. So you'd say, okay, so just based off what you just said, the treble team, the 08 team, 019, then you'd put Liverpool in there, yeah? So Liverpool. I would put sort of Liverpool on the same level as the 019. Okay. okay. Yeah. Fair, Fair Bubbles? I would put Liverpool just ahead of the 0-9 team because Liverpool did one thing that Man United didn't do that season and that was win the Super Cup. They lost to Zenit. So I think being mm. is, is more difficult as well. So I'd say... I, I, I can we see- were, to be... Sorry, to be fair, we were runners-up for that one and we were also runners-up for the Champions League as well that season. So still, you know, still a good season from us. Yeah, I mean... I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you the treble, the treble and the double team, and then I think us, because we are. Our point is higher than all of them, so. Uh, I think, I think that 019 we got ninety points, which was still high. Yeah, so. I mean we're on eighty six at the moment. There's still seven games to play, so I think, yeah. I think we'll break ninety five again, or ninety six. Wait, quick maths, quick maths. How many points can Liverpool actually get this season if they win the rest of their games? Uh, seven games left. Three times seven. What's that, guys? Twenty one. Twenty one. And so eight six plus twenty one hundred and yeah. eight. Yeah. So not only is that breaking that the points record that City set of hundred, just smashing it basically. Yeah. If, if that happens, I don't know if it will happen. If that happens, yeah. If that I happens, I don't. I don't think it will. To be honest, I think we might just why? get close to hundred. Why? Why do you think it will? Because games are going to be like every three, three, four, five days now and we're going to rotate massively. We're going to give the kids more of a go because we've got like the likes of Lilana leaving and we need the kids to replace them. So I feel mm-hmm. like we're going to re-rotate massively. That's true. I think Klopp might give players a chance. Do you know there's some players that still won't qualify for the Premier League medal as well? He might give them the game so they can get the medal too. And and also, if the season starts, like uh, like when people think the season will start, there's not going to be a massive pre-season. And if anything, we can maybe use this as a bit of a pre-season and give, you know, more players chances and get fitness up for more people. Yeah, OK, that's fair. Um, For me, Liverpool, definitely top five. If I can say top three, I'm with you guys. I'm not sure if they're in my top three. Even if they do smash the um, Premier League points record, still not sure just because of the way they played this season, even though they have played great football, but I preferred them last season. If they smashed it last season then yeah, 100%. Even 17, 18, 100%. But just not this season for me. But anyway, this is where Bubbles leaves us. Yeah. It's been fun, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. Congratulations again, Bubbles. Thanks, guys. I'll go off and celebrate some more. <laughs> 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 right, see you guys. All right. So, just touching off on Liverpool winning the league, the team that helped them do it. Chelsea beat Manchester City 2-1 on Wednesday night. How beautiful that game was. You're so fake. You shouldn't even be celebrating after you slandered Pulisic. You hypocrite. You absolute hypocrite. Bree, tell us a little bit about that match. We needed those three points and I'm glad we got them. Um, it feels like so long ago because I can't even remember what happened anymore. Mm. But from what I remember, it was very entertaining to watch for once. Um, remember how on Sunday, I believe, I did mention that if we take advantage of City's um, weak put, like weaknesses, we would actually mm. be able to capitalise. And that's exactly what we did on Wednesday. So I'm actually happy. Um, in terms of the lineup. 
you know can you super changes not necessarily i mean we just have to make do with what we've got so i'm absolutely happy that we've got like four three points out of that because i was expecting a point in terms of performance i was i was happy with it because at the end of the day on paper city are much better than us and if you looked at our team on paper and city team on paper we're supposed to lose that game so i think we did well um defensively obviously like we're still very much shaky but you know what? i'm happy but can i like divert to today's game because i'm not happy with today's game yeah we'll come to that we'll come okay. to it <laughs> i'm not happy yeah did anyone else watch them um chelsea and city match on wednesday as well it was so much football i remember i don't remember but what's what's his face oh real i just remember pulisic and then he he, he only scored with what's his face mindy yeah, for... Mendy's defending was awful. Oh, I feel like he does things on purpose though, because I feel like his subs that he made. Who came on again? Who was City subs again? I, I think remember. David Silva came on. And who else? They Jesus. They didn't have a striker to begin with. Exactly. Was... So it was Sterling, kind of. Um... Who was it? It was Sterling. Was Defoe didn't start? Did... Damn. Yeah. What? <laughs> This was way too long ago, fam. It was on Thursday. There's been way too much football. Um, let me just get it up and let's see. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 don't sing that stupid song. That's what you're gonna be hearing next season, baby. I don't even want us to qualify for that competition. Yeah, oh, we'll so, come to that. We'll so come up to front, that. It was Sterling, Bernard, Silva, Bernardo, and Morris. And then yeah. yeah. And it's like, they basically didn't have a striker playing, which I thought was very stupid from Pep anyway. And I feel like our defence, they held it down. I think in the first half, Rudiger was our main man. Like, he, he was playing so solid. And a lot of haters will say, Rudiger wasn't playing too well. Rudiger's too African, he's too black, blah, 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 blah. But he had a solid game. And just Christensen, he picked up in the second half, which was beautiful to see. And it just seemed like Raheem Sterling couldn't get into the game until Hazers came on. Well, the second Hazers came on, the whole dynamic of the match absolutely changed. I think De Bruyne scored his goal as well, and I was just like, that was this year, I was like, goal. here we go. And I was like, here we go. And the, do you know what I hate, yeah? Pundits, they love saying, uh, Chelsea's ex-player. We know! <laughs> we know. We're tired of hearing it. Like, we actually know. But he did a thunderbolt, but it just wasn't enough. Now... I'm going to talk a little bit about Pulisic and... Do you rate him now? I've raised my hands up. Finally. I've well, I told you anyway. We've been telling you all season that you're too harsh on the boy. All the season. Thing, the thing is, though, yeah, like, from the start of the season, yeah, to right now, he has developed and he's grown as a player. But I also think that it's to do with Lampard also giving him a chance as well. Do you get what yeah. I mean? I don't think... And also... I, go on. Also getting used to the league. You exactly. didn't even give him a chance to settle. Mm, mm. Which which is fair. I get that. That's fair. But I think it's more of the expectation of the player. And I don't even think Lampard actually wanted him anyway. He wasn't Lampard's player. Who's who's player was he? I think it was Sarri's player. Yeah. He wasn't Lampard's player, so I guess there was a bit of a friction there. And of course, like after he did score his hat trick, I think it was against Burnley earlier in the season. It, it was just a downhill slope from there. Like, he just got worse and worse and worse. And it was just like, we don't have time for this, which is why 
he was kept on the bench. And I think he cried after a USA match as well. And it was just like, who is this pussy or type thing, you know? But I give credit where it's due. He has, you know, he has developed. He He's still not my type of guy, but he's developed. I think the pundits today saying he's hazard-esque need to allow it. But yeah, um, I think he had a very good match. There were a couple shots that he should have taken during the Man City match, which I will not dwell on because I don't want to get any more hate than I already have. Positives, positives, please. Positives, positives. Positive is Lampard showing himself to be a great coach and beating Manchester City did just that because not only did we um, outclass Pep Guardiola, we played much better than them. We had more attempts on target and off target than them. Like, creatively, we were better. We had more chances. Like, we dominated that entire game. And I'm a happy bunny. And Green, seeing as you were so angry with today's performance, I'm going to let you take the ball. Tell me about today's performance. This is Chelsea versus Leicester. First and foremost, he should have never started with those youngsters in the first place. And I'm absolutely happy that he made those subs immediately before we started our second half. Um, secondly, I don't know what was going on in everyone's heads. Like, I feel like every single player on that pitch had a bad moment. We were constantly giving the ball away. Like, the last 10 minutes of the game was absolutely very stressful to watch because I think Leicester, they were literally on onto us for those 10 minutes. I'm even surprised that we didn't concede a goal. It's like our defence basically fell asleep. Um... The first half, I think, were really shit. And after Lamps made those subs, there was actually a difference in the second half. You could see that the game was starting to pick up. But I feel like with 15 minutes left, that's when things just started to go downhill and Leicester started to dominate again. And this just goes on to show, like, maybe he got it wrong. I don't know. But, no, I wasn't happy with it. We should have even, um, sorry, we should, it should have even been a much better result than that. And I feel like finishing the game on 1 0, it was just about, we just about scraped a win because it, it could have gone into extra time. But yeah, it was. Or did you watch that match as well? Only the first half that was boring. I think all the games were boring. And here we go. Anyway, and um, what was I going to say? You're a big advocate for letting youngers, um, the youngsters play, especially in Chelsea, because you see that we have a lot of potential in our youngsters as well. How would you rate, just watching off of that first half, how would you have rate the youngsters in Gilmore, Mount and um, Reese James in that first half of that match that you watched? I can't lie, when I heard that Mount was starting, I think I would have arrested him still, because I feel like he's been playing a lot of these games since coming back. I don't think he was needed today. Mm. I feel like... This is something that, you know, wait, this is this ain't, this is Lampard's first season, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking, Ra, he at he at least wants to try and get through to, you know, get through to the finals, semi-finals, put out a strong team. Um, because even now I'm thinking he's not really fond of George Uno no more, is he? It's looking like a sticky one still. Because, uh, he's, he's still on his ban, isn't it? No, oh, that's in the league, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's in the league. I'm a bit confused that I haven't seen him play for a while now. Did Kovacic play today? Yeah, he came on. Yeah, he came on exactly. But he should have, and for me, I would have started him. Mm -hmm. I think the youth, I don't know, maybe should have done it the other way around by bringing them on like with 10 or 15 minutes left rather than starting them because I think he did it wrong. That's how I see it. 
You see, I see it as he wanted to give Billy Gilmore a chance. Like a we, chance, yeah. a lot of us have been raving on about how good Billy Gilmore yeah. was, especially against Liverpool, such a big side in such a big match as well. Um, so giving Gilmore a chance wasn't really, you know, unprecedented. Like he he does want to see the youngsters play and he wants to see them fight for their um, position. He even said before the match about Billy Gilmore that he he's a youngster that he sees having so much potential in being in their starting eleven. Now that that's big words for someone. How old is Billy Gilmore? Like 18? 17, 18, 17, 18. 17, 18. That's big words for a teenager of that age. And personally today he had an absolute stinker. He lost possession so many times, wayward passes. He couldn't grab any sort of dominance over the midfield, which was absolutely abysmal. And it showed, especially when Barkley and Kovacic came on. Now, big up Lampard for taking off Gilmore, Mount and Reese James all at one time. Big him up at half time. Now, we know Lampard for taking off for taking off substitutions in like the 70th, 80th minute. To do that at half time, it shows that he was pissed off and it also sends a message to the Chelsea players like, if you ain't going to play well, you're going to come off because you know he loves his babies. He loves them. He but had to. He had to make those substitutions. Make the substitutions. Like he even said he would have made like eight or nine substitutions if he could. That's how bad yeah. we were. And yeah. I've, I haven't seen us play this bad in a while. I can't lie. Like, we've had some very terrible games, but this is probably like one of the worst games I've seen us play this season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Honestly. And um, Brianna, I know you're an Arsenal fan, but did you watch the match today? Yeah, I watched the first half, like most of the second half, but I just yeah. kind of stopped midway during the second <laughs> half. As an Arsenal fan, like, how was it for you watching that kind of match and then just thinking, what is this? I thought that, like, although the subs were obviously appropriate, I think that the team that he started with, perhaps he could have avoided that situation in the first place if he didn't start with so many youngsters at once. And I think, like, it's not... If this was in ordinary times, so, like, the season had sort of run its course and the youngsters had had some games, like, coming in before and everyone was kind of, you know, completely, like, up to speed and everything, it would have been okay to sort of have them all on at once. But I think it was perhaps a bit too early for them to do it. Um, But, yeah, I think... I don't know. To be honest, the way how Arsenal is, I'd, when I see teams playing badly, like it doesn't surprise me that much. But it wasn't typical Chelsea. Like it wasn't. It I don't know. There was just some. There was something really off, and I think it was down to the starting eleven. Yeah, yeah especially with how they came off the back of Manchester City. That performance exactly. was great, and then to see this was just a bit like this is anticlimactic, you know. Mm-hmm. But. With that being said, Chelsea was so bad in the first half, but Leicester still couldn't capitalise. What does that say for the race for top four? Because Leicester put out a strong team, despite Madison, they still put out a strong team. What does that say for the race for top four, Beatrice? I don't think Leicester have actually won the game since the restart, or have they? No. They've been looking incredibly poor. So when I speak about us being in the challenge for top four, United that is, I'm talking about Leicester dropping out. I'm not talking about Chelsea. I think Chelsea would be fine. But I think Leicester are actually going to drop out of the top four race if they continue down the path that they're on. They've, I don't know what it is, but it's like they rely so much on Vardy that if Vardy can't score or if he's not on the pitch, what, like, who is the threat? Like, what are they actually going to do? Madison actually, hasn't been playing. 
sorry to cut you. They, they did, they did win the game. Chilwell scored that last minute from that that goal last week on the weekend. He did. They oh, have. did they win? Yeah, they won. I watched the game. They did. Okay, it was one one. Was no, no, he scored last minute. It was one. Oh. Okay, I missed that. I missed that one. That's that's the first game they won then. No, they won. Which one are we talking about? What game the was this? Game? No, no, they haven't won Hold on, let me double check. Let me just double they check have that. You scored last minute. Yeah, but the, then it ended 1-1. One, one. It ended 1-1. Oh, cool. <laughs> it was 1-1. One, one. See, they haven't. They've drawn. They've, dra- they've drawn all their games. They've drawn their games and lost one. To and they lost. Oh. Yeah. I, I can't lie. That race is wide open. Like We're only one point behind Leicester now. So they're due to drop out. Um, that's why I'm actually happy that we got our three points against City on Thursday because that gives us more of an opportunity to like solidify our own spot on the table. Yeah. But and, I don't and know. I think between though, sorry, I think between us and the top four, I think Leicester actually have the hardest fixtures. Yeah, they've got to play Tottenham and United on the last day. Yeah, so boy, it's going down to the wire because that last day we have to beat them. I tell you, that's like. Sorry, go on. Oh, um, what do you think is the problem with Leicester at the moment and how can they pick it back up? Um, I think before the restart, I almost felt, just a little bit, I almost felt that Bardi was a little bit lucky because he the, the rate at which he was scoring was not normal. Yeah. Like, he was bound to burn out. Like, I felt, I felt like that was going to happen. So I think it's just a case of them burning out, really. Yeah, I think um, for Leicester, it's all about momentum. And without the momentum, once that momentum got broken, especially for three months, they're going to need another two months to recover. And by that time, mm-hmm. it's going to be too late. It's going to be too late. Are we all ready to revisit our top four predictions? Because Leicester still remained in the top four prediction for everybody. And Chelsea or United. Do you think it's going to be the same, Audrey? No changes. Even if it's a drop out, I think they'll still. I think it'll probably just be you and Leicester that'll just swap. But I feel like United are. They are one to look out for. Mm. But but then again, Wolves are again pushing as well, though. So it, fam, it's tight. We've got Wolves these, on the last day. Sorry to look cut at you. When you look at the points, yeah. Leicester on fifty five. You are on fifty four. Wolves are on fifty two. United on forty nine. So it's tough. Well, to I be fair, like... Wolves, Wolves have played one more than everyone. Have they? Oh, yeah, they, yeah, have. they have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, now, top four for me is Le- Leicester and Chelsea. I can't lie. What about you, Brianna? I think that Leicester can drop out because there's well, there's seven games to go, right? So that's, that's 21 points up for grabs. And the gap between United and Leicester is six, six points. points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's plenty of time. Uh, if they carry on like this, because even before the break, they won against Villa, but like in from this week back, I think they'd only won one Premier League game out of their last seven or something. So it was always going a bit downhill anyway. Mm. Um, the it, This is kind of going in their favour in a way because everyone's kind of like off step. But yeah. I think that if United carries on playing well, like with Pogba and Bruno, they can make it. and just going back to Chelsea Bridget so Faye's asked the question 
is there space for Jorginho anymore? Is your, is this time for Jorginho to leave? Is, do you see his exit looming there? No, I think it'll be unfair if we let go of him. Mm, do you, I think Kante is proving that he can play that um that deeper role, and it's very interesting to see. What? I, I don't know about Kante and that deeper role. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, I ugh, I don't know. Like, even today when I was watching him, they had quite a few stink, stinkers as well. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's really, it's going to be really tough, especially if he doesn't leave because, you know, his father, Mauricio Zari, has been calling him. So, it, it is a bit of a sticky one. If he does leave, I think we are well equipped. Kovacic can play the role, Kante yeah. can play the role. Gilmore, if he gets the experience and, uh, you know, the tech, he can play the role, so... Yeah. You know what? Sorry, babe, but what I think... What I see Lampard is doing is that he's bringing in players that are quite versatile, that can play on different sides, which I think is good. So in the times when, you know, some of our players get injured, you can kind of rotate. That is Mm -hmm. why I'm so happy with Werner, because he can play every single position up front. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's just see what happens. Really. But it will be a shame to let Jorginho go, though, because I do like him and Conte, Conte's link up together. Um, but yeah, 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 fair. Um, so touching off on Brianna's point about Manchester United and the form that they've been in, it looks like Beatrice Manchester United are picking up the pace and in good timing as well. No, beautiful timing, <laughs> love to see it. <laughs> Did you guys play midweek? Was it Sheffield United? Yeah, we played Sheffield. Yeah. Do you want to give us a rundown of that match? That was a good game because that was the first game that we've seen Cobra and Bruno start together. And yeah, it works. I liked it. I liked it a lot because for a long time, United have only had one player that was our creative outlet. So to have two people who are actually creative on the pitch doing what they do best, that was good for us because usually before, three men will mark Cobra down and it was easy to like stop our attack. It was easy to make us look less creative. But now that's, that Bruno and Pogba are both there, it's a bit harder for teams to sort of shut us down. And Marshall, round of applause for Marshall. He got a hat-trick. A hat-trick. In the past seven years, no one at United has done this. So... I was really happy about that because Marshall, for a long time, like Marshall sometimes doesn't care like he's the number nine. He just wanders off and he sometimes gets a bit absent-minded. But in that game, he was on ball. He was clinical. I've been saying Marshall is clinical. When he gets into those positions, he is dead on. He's clinical. He does well. And he played like a true number nine in that game, like getting the, the poacher goal, running into the box, um, getting into good positions. I really, I really, really enjoyed it. But yeah, it was a good game. You had nothing bad to say about it. You're sounding so excited. I think <laughs> this energy, like, excitement. This, this is what, what I'm used to. Like, okay, with the Pogba and Bruno link up, you saw the starting 11. Is this the starting 11 you want to see going forward, no matter what? Absolutely. I don't want to see anyone else playing. I don't want to see Fred. I don't want to see McTominay. <laughs> that starting eleven, I'm happy with. Just play that team. That's it. But Fred was having a good season, no? He was he was the most improved player. Yeah. But it's not necessarily a good thing. I mean, we were managing what we had. That was it, really. But I, I personally, I, I don't really... I've never rated the guy. 
I mean, Pastor Fred, I don't rate you. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. God forgive me. But <laughs> I never rated him. I never did. Pastor Fred. That's his nickname. He's always praying before matches. You don't see it. Bless him. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. I don't care about you. Nah, on social media, he's always saying a prayer before every match. Sometimes he don't even play in the match he's playing for, but he's always praying. That is actually cute, though. That is beautiful. Hey, who's that player that went to Red Bull to go get prayer for his injury? What's his name? Andre Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is, bless him. Yeah. Oh, that was that was a weird video. Maybe oh. Red to come and bless him. Maybe. Um. Now let's talk about your boy Martial. After having, I think he's had a, a controversial run at Man United. And I think since this restart has happened, he's been more on form. He's been, I think he's been a bit more on game. Now, is this something that we're going to see going forward or is it just another, you know, run of games and then he's back to his old usual bullshit? You know what? I think after the game, Ole did say that he'd been, Marsha had been working on getting into the box more. So I think that's what we're seeing in this restart. Because before, honestly, because he played on the wing for so long, he's actually, he wasn't used to being in the box. You would see Marshall drifting to the left, drifting to the right, in the middle of the park, and you would just be confused. But I think now he's learning to actually stay in the box and not drift so deep to try and pick up the ball himself and do it all himself. So, yeah, I'm hoping this is this is going to continue throughout the, the season to come, to be honest. Yeah, and I think it really helps with it helps Rashford as well. Like I think Rashford got two assists in the Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they have a nice little link up. Like I'm I'm really enjoying that. Why are you rolling your eyes? I'm Why? Not, I didn't <laughs> roll my eyes. I saw you. <laughs> you didn't roll my eyes. Anyway, carry on with your Martial Rashford link up. No, they have a good link up. Like you can tell that they've been working together and there's a little relationship there because. Rashford can just anticipate when Marshall's going to run and make a move. Like, it's things that we love to see. Like, it's going to be a hater, okay? I just think it's a bit premature to call it a link-up just yet. But... No, we called, before the restart, we were calling it a link-up, if you, if you remember rightly. If you remember rightly, we were. And also, at the start of the season, remember when I said Marshall was going to score 15 goals this season and everyone was looking at me like I was crazy? Oh, guess what? He's on 14 now. Okay. Just goals and assists included. No, just goals. Not bad, but don't jinx it because if he gets injured next game without scoring a goal, I'm coming. Okay, but 14, I, I don't care, whatever. 14 for number nine, not that great. Nah. Anyway, now nah, I can't even talk because Tammy ain't even there yet. But um, moving forward, moving forward, moving forward. Um, who did you play yesterday? Norwich. Um, Norwich. Now, that game, I think, is a bit of a problem. And it's for a hot minute, I thought, oh, yeah, Ole's got this in a bag. Ole's becoming some sort of a tactical mastermind now. He's learning from his mistakes. But watching that Norwich match, I only watched about um, the beginning of the second half through to the end. Watching that match, I just think, wow. <laughs> you guys really, really did struggle. And I saw the frustration, especially amongst Bruno Fernandes. Now, I'm just going to ask you again, because you're the only Man United fan of us today. Give me a lowdown of that match. What went wrong for you guys during that match? Even though you guys won in the end, but what went wrong? It's just, anytime you play people outside of the starting eleven, that's all we get. 
these some of these players haven't played in in months and they don't they're not regular starters in the first place so I think Ole was saying that oh because because they don't really have a good relationship because they don't start a lot that's what he was saying basically but I think that 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 plays a big part because you saw Lingard who I mean he's not had a good season or a good run of games for like almost two years now um we saw Lingard in there we saw Delo who honestly at I actually forgot he was a United player because we haven't seen him in that long. Um, then we had, who else did we have in there? Fred and Tomine. So some of these players, this this was almost their first game. So that played a big part because you could tell that they just weren't up to it at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, that's fair, I guess. But I just thought it was a little too late when he bought on the subs. Obviously, that the subs did make the, the difference, of course, in the end. But... Again, it was just a bit questionable from Ole. And then, did he start Bruno Fernandes? He started Bruno yeah. Fernandes. He played the whole 120 minutes. When will you let this man rest? <laughs> like, he's soon going to burn out. When, when are you going to let him rest? This he's is what Ole does. He doesn't, rest. He, doesn't, he doesn't manage players very well. Like, even with Rashford, we saw it last season. Rashford played almost every game. And I feel like he's going to do the same with Bruno. And I'm, I'm wondering when he's going to rest because... Our next game, I forgot who we're even playing, but I promise you Bruno's going to play again because Ole, he just likes his his set team and certain players are, are key to his his system. Which system? I don't think he has a system. I just think certain players that he will always play. I'm hoping, I don't know, Bruno's going to... He looks tired. He was doing a lot of passing and hoping and shooting and hoping. And that's very Ole-ish because Ole, we know he's that hope manager. So I, I'm I'm kind of worried that Bruno is doing a lot of... He's trying to do everything by himself because the team around him was, was so poor. And that's not always a good thing because you end up, A, looking worse than you are and B, just burning out for no reason. So, yeah. yeah. I was going to ask, do you think the frustration is more down to, you know, being played all the damn time or the players? But I think you've answered it. It's a bit of both, ain't it? Yes, a bit of both, especially the players, though, because we saw Pogba get frustrated. Everyone tried to say bad attitude, whatever. But it's it's difficult to constantly have to play around people that don't. They don't. You're not create. They don't. It's like they don't have football brains. Like it's it's hard <laughs> to play around players that don't have football brains. Like yeah. you're trying to do everything yourself. You look to the side, you're like now, nah, not him. You look to the other side, you're like definitely not him. And you just try and do it yourself. So <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so dead. Uh, but yeah, there was a talk on the on the TL. Everyone was saying and um, Bruno was expressing how he felt like he was he was evidently frustrated. And we see Pogba do the same thing on the pitch that Bruno was doing, but the slander only goes to Pogba. Nah. And I, I, I really know what your thoughts are on this, but tell us all one more time how you feel about this narrative surrounding Pogba. To be honest, it doesn't surprise me at all because the moment Bruno came in, everyone already hyped him. I'm like, oh my God, he's better than Pogba. So obviously they're going to try and keep up appearances and be like, oh no, he's just passionate and they're going to make excuses for him. But, but we've seen that Pogba was the better player. We know what Pogba can do. And now, like looking back at it, there was a lot of hate directed at Pogba for absolutely no reason. No reason at all. So, boy... I don't even want to speak too much on it, but I don't want people to try and pit these two players against each other because they both have different set of qualities that are that are beneficial to the team. But yeah. you know what? We'll just see what happens. But for now, 
both of them are doing their thing, man. I can't, I can't even hate them at all. I'm not even going to ask you to pit them against each other, but Ords, Brianna and Bree. I'm going to start with Ords. Who are you taking in your team, Bruno or Pogba? Just stupid. You don't need to ask me a question next. <laughs> <laughs> Bree? I'm taking Pogba. Like, that's not that's not a question at all. Brianna? Pogba's levels at the end of the day. Like, like. And, uh, <laughs> the fact, do you know what's stupid? I see some people talking about Pogba needs to work his way back into that team. Are you not drunk? <laughs> I'm asking this question, like, because there's a lot of talk that Pogba needs to get back or work his way back into the team. How Bruno Fernandez has already benched Pogba, blah, yada, 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 yada. So did, did, did we all see that pass that he done yesterday? Yeah. And then they scored. Hashtag Pogba effect. I've got to do this with Chelsea, so I'm going to start with Chelsea first. Bridget, who is your Chelsea player spotlight of the week? Ooh. Not off today's game, but um, for me, oh um, Aspie. Aspie, Aspie yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, I was gonna go with Barkley, but I'm gonna say Aspie too. After because... what he was doing today with his bad decision making, I don't want to hear about that name, please. I don't know. And he came on and he fooled us, thinking that he was gonna do a masterclass after Damn. scoring. He fooled us. They'll just make a dumb decision. Um, but yeah, Ruben definitely. left his cheek. He's not ready yet to be playing full games. Though. Did you see what happened when Barkley passed the ball to him and he just crumbled? The thing is, yeah, Barkley... Oh, him, he's been out for a year. No, I know. That's why I said he's not ready. Like, he's not ready. And Barkley should have made that pass. No, he should. That's what I'm saying. If Bad decision. Tammy was in front of him. Bad Tammy decisions. was in front of him. Fair. But he wanted to sideways passing. He went backwards. Because he was even behind him. But okay. So Chelsea spotlight of the week, Aspilicueta, Beatrice. Marshall, a hat trick and an assist yesterday, so it has to be him. Okay, okay. Now going on to the lower end of the Premier League table. <laughs> Arsenal... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, going on to the going on to Arsenal versus Southampton. Um, Ords, I'm sure you watched that match. You want to give us a little recap of that match in particular? Boring, but yeah, two 0 away from home. Mm. I'll take I'll take it. Bear in mind, I think this season, I think Southampton have been, I think they're is it the only team? Not only team. I think yeah, I think they're the only team in the Prem. That have lost the most games at home. Mm. So I feel like already, I wouldn't say I was confident, but I felt like I knew it was gonna win. Especially as we literally just lost the um who did we do again on, on the game before was it Brighton? Brighton. Yeah. Mm. In during extra time, I was like, no, like I'm sure we're gonna, you know, win. But even then, I feel like our two goals were kind of lucky because the first goal that Inketio scored. It's like McCarthy, them their goalkeeper. Like he basically passed it to them. So you know he basically poached for the goal. You know, I'll, anyways, Ketia, I'll take it. Adds it more to his stats. The second goal as well from Willock came from Lacazette because he scored. Well, not scored. He tried to do the free kick, hit the wall, and then tried to hit the, hit the rebound. 
McCarthy got it, and then just quick play, anticipation, will it yeah. score? So I feel like with that one, it was more luck. And I feel like there's a lot more negatives than positive from that game, because I feel like that game alone, it showed like Bellerin's days are over for me, because I feel like... I feel like he didn't... I don't think not one ball he passed to Pepe. Not once. So it's like sometimes when like when Bellerin's playing with Pepe, well, when with Pepe's starting, I don't think you will see he's getting any service or any support. Because I feel like Bellerin tends to pass more to like the left side and the midfield. Because even Ceballos actually didn't pass as well. I feel like all our attack kept coming from our left side. Because you see Tierney and Saka were doing basically like more of the jobs and then Bamyang as well. Mm-hmm. Whereas on the right side, I feel like that's where we were getting more exploited. But I don't know, it wasn't it wasn't really a good game. But like I said, I will take the three points. Yeah. Three points away from home when our record away from home isn't good. So I'll take it. Okay, that's fair. Um I, I strongly agree with you. The, the match was very boring. Um, but yeah, again, three points away from home. I don't think you guys have secured that yet this year. Correct me if I'm wrong. Sure, we have. Yeah, we have. Because this before the break, I'm sure we have. Because before the break, I'm sure mm. we we've only drawn and won. No. I don't. I, I probably Not should. away from home though. I don't. I'm a bit. I'm a bit. Have. I'm away check. from home. Let me check quickly. Let's, let's check that. But whilst you're checking that, Brie, what does this do for your top six hopes? Considering it might be a top seven, we're going to hear about that soon, but it might be a top seven. Mm, yeah, I think at this point, we need like all the points we can get. Mm-hmm. So every three points is a help. I was quite, even though the match was boring, I was pleased that we got the points because like we don't, we usually struggle at St. Mary's. So I, I wasn't mad at it, but I, I am quite wary of being happy with just getting points and then like not looking at where we're going wrong because that's kind of what was happening under Emery and people were like, yeah, but like I'm beat and run and then like mm-hmm. everything just collapsed. But yeah, I think that the problem with Pepe um, not getting service could be sorted if we had a decent midfielder. I feel Bellerin's days are, you know, they are numbered, but... I feel as if that wouldn't be so obvious if we had somebody that was actually distributing the ball properly in midfield, which we don't really have right now. What's happened to Hazel? Back injury now. But <laughs> then I think he was just sitting in the sun under the umbrella. Oh, He's blacklisted. my God. He's going. He has to go. He's, he's sitting there on 350 a week. He needs to go. Like, no one's going to take him for that money. Who can yeah, afford it? Exactly. Really? Who's going to pay his wages? Realistically, no one's going to pay for it. <laughs> how, how long is this contract? He, gonna go. he, he don't want to go back there, I'm sure, in China or whatever. How long is this contract for? I don't even know, you know. I want to say three years. Has he already done a year for it, of it? Should do, yeah. He's sitting comfy, boy. If he's still got two years left, just collecting Imagine. free money. Oh, he's chilling. <laughs> Legit. Imagine just chopping money yeah, for three years left on your contract. Oh my God, when? God, <laughs> when? Like, he's doing nothing. He's been on the bench. He's just watching with his umbrella, hiding from the sun. That that, that was so shameful. Anyway, I, I'm not even going to say much on that because that's not my team. But anyway, um, so you guys are... It's only 2021. He's only got a year left. Oh, Okay. 
So that means he's going to be go- gone on the free because no one's paying those wages first yeah. off. First off. Realistically. He, he's better off just retiring early. He's already retired from international, rightly so, because of all the racism and stuff, but mm-hmm. he might as well retire fully. He's making enough money. He's, he's probably had got a good career as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's had a very, very good career, especially at Real Madrid. Um, so Arsenal is six points out of the top to the top six, sorry, and two points out of the top seven, presuming there'll be a top seven because of Man City forfeiting the European spot. Ords, do you want Arsenal in Europe next season? Simple as, just no. I think I've, I mean, I'm even bored of saying that. I'm sure I've made myself clear numerous times. I don't want us in Europe at all. I don't think we're ready to compete, especially with the players that we have. No. No. And Brianna, are you on the same page? I am, because I don't really want to watch us in Europa League, but then I feel like we actually can't afford it. Like, I keep remembering that we're broke. And uh, as much as I hate the Europa League, literally the more money we can get to try and sort out what's going on with that. (laughs) <laughs> no, like we actually we're broke. It's often like we're broke. Yes, it is. I wasn't even gonna laugh until I saw Beatrice. <laughs> 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 Apologies for um, Arsenal's, you know, unfortunate circumstances with their um, finances. So, um, Sheffield United. Pardon? But we're not even broke, though. We're just stush. Yeah, that's actually it. We're not broke. We have money. I mean, I think Kronke has money. Yeah. I don't mention that. I think <laughs> he's a wicked man. Very. I think he needs to just give it up. If he doesn't want to invest in us, yeah, just tell us. Yeah, it's that simple. Just give it up. Anyway, quickly, because we're running for time. Brianna, Sheffield United. Sheffield United? Was it Sheffield United? Sheffield United versus Arsenal. You guys took the W. No, no, no. Norwich versus Arsenal. No, Sheffield United versus Arsenal. <laughs> I've got it mixed up. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sheffield United versus Arsenal. You guys took the W. Can we say it was just luck, or were you guys actually the better side? Give me a give me a little rundown. Um, we weren't worse than Sheffield United, but I don't think we were clearly the better side. Um, I think that a Sheffield goal was always coming. It was sort of like the whole third time lucky thing. Like they kept getting goals short off. Um, the pen was well won albeit a bit soft, um, but it was a good finish from Pepe. Um, and I was surprised that we actually scored in added time because that doesn't usually happen. I don't think it's happened since 2017, I read earlier today. Um, but yeah, there were some good performances. Saka had a really good performance today. Um, Kalasnash's clearance for the Sheffield goal was disgusting. Um but yeah, I, it was kind of a bit fluky and a bit of like individual good performances mixed together. So when you talk about individual good performances, what individuals in particular were showing out for you guys th- this afternoon? Saka. I think like Saka's definitely shown his versatility over the past couple of months, over the whole season. You guys need to hold on to that boy. Hold on to him tightly. Tightly. Um, but yeah, he he did well. Like he was sort of he didn't stick to one position, like he would but in a good way. So like he was kind of all over the place a bit, like he did what he had to do. He put in like quite a good shift. 
Pepe played well today. Pepe, we played a lot better than we've seen from him. I think there's still another couple of levels that he could go to, but he he played quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Shaka made a difference. He wasn't like elite or anything, but he made he made a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. You just say a couple. I think those were the two standouts to me too, personally. Um, I was, I was actually going to mention something about Tini, Pepe, but I totally was good. Um, Emiliano was good. He's been excellent these past two games, I'm not going to lie. Tini, these past two games been excellent. Maitland-Niles, he needs to drop this mid... Like, come on, like, he's just so different. Like, he was good today as well. Mm. Sorry, yeah. that's my annoying sister. Anyway, yeah, I think Tini was great for you guys. Absolutely yeah, great. Excellent. It was really good. Um, his first time crossing that Kolesnak doesn't know. He doesn't know whether to do it first time, whereas Tini doesn't hesitate to do it. Even his over, his overlaps, like, I think, team, I think. anyways, I'm rooting for him. I'm a Kini stand. Why? Look, I think it's Kieran and Tini. <laughs> why, hasn't, why hasn't he been um, a regular starter for Arsenal? What's the story with him? He's been injured. Tini's been injured. Oh, yeah, that was it. Mm. He's back, though. He's been starting. He'll be starting for Arsenal. Huh? On a normal day, he'd be the one starting for Arsenal. Yeah, because normally it's between him and Kalajinat, but Kalajinat barely starts anymore. I can't lie. Okay, fair, fair. Since the break, I think Tini, if he hasn't started, he's been, like, coming on. Yeah. But he's been playing a lot. Like, these part, he's well, he played today and on, um, against Southampton. Yeah. Um, and between the both of you, Arsenal spotlight player of the week. Tini or Emiliano. Brianna? Yeah. yeah, I actually think Martinez deserves it because he did a lot. Not that I thought he was rubbish, but he's done a lot better than I expected. Yeah. So who was it for you? Martinelli, did you say? Martinez. That's the goalkeeper, Emiliano. That's <laughs> <laughs> a surname. I'm having a mare these last 20 minutes, but I'm really having a mare. Calm, cool. So going down the middle, Martinez, yeah? Yeah, okay, fantastic. And we've just, as you guys know, um, noticed earlier on in this recording, we found out the FA Cup semi-final fixtures. Gonna go quickly around the table. Arsenal versus Manchester City. Brianna. Yeah, we're actually, we're actually playing them, you know. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I'm so hot. Brianna, did you, did you say your prediction? I, I don't want to put a number on it. I'd <laughs> 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 rather not. Okay, who do you think will win? Who do you think will win? Yeah, no, City. Um, but I, yeah, I'd rather not put a number on it. Okay, Man City, odds. <laughs> no, us, 2-1. Because the yeah, I'm saying two one because even no, because I'm still I'm still holding on to the fact that it's David Luiz that cost us that game because by those two mistakes, we were even better than it. I don't care. You think I'm scared of City? Pep can do one. Huh? And if David Luiz starts like he did today? You better just shut his mouth because today I didn't even notice him and he got injured, so suits him right. Okay, Bree. <laughs> Arsenal City or Chelsea? United. Arsenal City. 
Um, I think, I think I'm with all you know. The Arsenal might grab a win because exactly. they, they, I can't yeah. negativity. You know, I can't. Yeah, yeah. I think Arsenal might grab a win because they're FA Cup merchants as well, so they've got this still. Beaches. To be honest, see, what do they have to play for? The league is done. They've got Champions League, but they're going to want to win something. So I think they're coming all guns blazing, and I think they're going to slap you lot. They won. I think they want the Champions League more than FA Cup. Yeah, but it, just in case that doesn't happen, they're still coming for the FA Cup too. Because last year, did they not win the domestic trouble? Yeah. Yeah. Fam, they're coming. I, I think I'm in between Wolves and um, Beatrice for this. Only because, yeah, I just don't know. Because Champions League's coming back, and I know Pep wants that yeah. Champions That's what I'm saying, yeah. So I don't know if he's going to go guns blazing, especially because he didn't do it with Chelsea in the first half anyway. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit torn, but... But isn't the, FA, isn't the final of the FA Cup going to be before the Champions League? Because for the Champions League, they're going to have to fly out. They're yeah, going to be yeah. in another country. So... But, but the point is, do you want to overdo your players for the FA Cup? Especially because they're still going to be playing Premier League games as well. Do you want to overdo it? They're gonna. I think they're gonna just leave the Premier League, but do the FA Cup because that's that's a trophy. Premier League, there's nothing to play for there. That's fair. That's fair. And quickly, um, Brianna, Chelsea versus Manchester United. United, I think. Bri, please, please don't ask me. You already know. Woods, Beatrice. I'm hoping for the full peak. Yeah, exactly. What can I say? <laughs> Please moving on, moving on, moving on. I think Chelsea's gonna win. <laughs> I think Chelsea's gonna win both legs. Are they gonna do two legs this time, or is it just gonna be one? Considering the situation. Have they? I reckon. Pardon? I reckon it's gonna be one. Yeah, yeah exactly. They haven't said nothing about. Two in it, yeah. Given yeah. the climate we're in as well, they might as well just just wrap it up in one leg. They might as well wrap it be, be fast, wrap it just up. Quick, quick. Cool, fantastic. Um, cool. And then I guess what, is it ever two legs? I'm really confused. Is it ever well, two legs? The, the quarterfinal was one leg, so it's never two legs. It's just one. Was it not? It's the league cup that has the two. The league cup is two legs. I remember. Yeah. I remember two legs because Swansea pammed us in both legs for the league cup that one time and has us the ball boy. But cool. Yeah. See if there's no. <laughs> what did you, did you just wink? <laughs> <laughs> if there's no second leg, that's that's even better. I think we can have United. Um, probably a two-one. Um, yeah, so we're going to go straight into questions. Beatrice, have you picked out any questions? <laughs> <laughs> Let's look through real quick. Oh, okay, this is a nice one. Who are your favourites to win Champions League this season? PSG! <laughs> My favourites too, to be honest. Although... All right. They, although. Haven't, played, they haven't played in a while, though. Not, Not they're playing because France, they're playing. They're st- PSU still got their their Coupe de Ligue um competition, mm. so they're starting soon. Plus, they're back in training. They've been training. Do you think it's the same though? Because people always say like you know PSG don't play in like a competitive league, so they aren't like sort of up to everybody, step. Everybody's been chatting shit about them. They beat Dortmund, and everyone was chatting that they weren't going to get there. They've now progressed for the first time in ages. 
I'm yeah. telling you, they're ready. They're coming for it. And to be fair, they beat Dortmund comfortably. Badly, exactly. Because they lost, they lost the first leg, and everyone's like, "Oh, they, it's done for." Mm. Beat them properly, second leg. Yeah. And, yeah. and even I, I can even say, if not PSG, then Real Madrid or um, um, Bayern. I feel like Bayern are a lot more stronger this year as well. Uh, Bayern's not through yet. They still got to get through us, girl. And just it's not really saying that you don't want to play it. So. <laughs> they're they're through, mate. That one exactly. is a given. It's even a formality. That might as well just skip that one. They might as well just skip the knockout games or whatever that was. Anyway, next next question: Who is going down? So now this is between. Um, sorry, Audrey, your, your beloved Aston. Yeah, they're not going down. They're not going down. <laughs> So it's between Watford, West Ham, Bournemouth and Villa because we know Norwich is going down. So basically, Watford have 28, West Ham, Bournemouth and Villa have 27. Who's going down? Oh, man. Bournemouth. Okay, Bournemouth, that's one. I think Watford is about to climb. Please. (laughs) No, I don't think Watford's going down. But they always they always manage to cling on for yeah. like they've been doing it for years. They always do it. And t- I think it's gonna be Villa and I think it's gonna be Bournemouth to be honest. Oh. Actually, no, West Ham. West Ham's going down. What am I saying? You think if you yeah. think Watford clings on, West Ham, they are the masters of clinging. Oh. They will cling by the skin of their teeth. I genuinely I think crap. It's I think it's out of um, Villa and Watford, you know, like Honestly, sorry, Ords, but I think Villa's probably going to go down. They, they don't look hungry enough, man. Yeah. But Bournemouth also look just as bad as Villa, though. Oh, yeah. Exactly. That's why I said Bournemouth. Yeah. So Bournemouth, Villa, then, we'll say for now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, why is Pulisic so much better than Pepe? No, he isn't. Why are you, why are you not getting excited for? <laughs> Wait, hold on. So he's not better than Pepe. He scored Martinelli's goal, and all of a sudden he's better than Pe- he's better than Pepe. So <laughs> am I all right in saying Pulisic ain't all that then? No, he's good. No, but maybe because I liked him before he came to Chelsea. Anyway, yeah, maybe that's. But true. I don't think he, how, what has he done? You guys haven't even seen the boy play this season. What are you not talking about? I'm happy about one of them. Not that idiot. Shh. No offense. <laughs> oh, let me look for the app. Joyce three two three zero. What are you talking about? Actually, no. Actually, that wasn't her. Oops, oops. That wasn't her. It was someone called Green Arrow. What <laughs> has Pulisic done? Okay, my dear. I want to know. Anyway, next question by Spider Mouse. <laughs> who are the team manager, young player, and player of the season? So who's we know the team of the season has to be Liverpool because they won. So who's the manager would have to be Klopp. That's easy. Young player of the year. Does Trent count? Trent. Age. Does it count? Yeah, he, yeah. he counts. Yeah, he's young. He's 21. Trent. Yeah, I'm putting him because I don't think anyone's been better than him this season. Yeah. What about the player of the season? Oh, I think Henderson will probably get it because, you know, captain. I don't want him to get it, but um, I don't think there's many options. I think... Young player season trend. I don't think the Bruyne will get it though. You don't think? No, I don't think so. I think I think he deserves it though. He's had a phenomenal season. I think he deserves it, but I don't think he's gonna get it. I think Henderson's gonna get it, honestly. 
which will be a robbery, but I think that's how it's going to be. Brexit means Brexit. Okay, final question by Rigo underscore international. Which team has been the best since the restart? Chelsea. This is hard. Chelsea. Have you won all your matches? Yeah. Yep, won all of our matches. Chelsea. It's I don't know Chelsea. why you guys are trying to It's actually Chelsea. Him. It's Chelsea. I'm actually trying to think, though. Wolves. They ain't won all their matches. They have. Nine out of they nine. They with Leicester. Did they? Yep. Hmm. Yeah, Chelsea. They did. They did. But I still pick Wolves. Stop hating on them. <laughs> Stop hating on them. Stop it. <laughs> it's Chelsea. <sighs> hey, y'all. All right, Chelsea, I'll give it to you. Back to you, Anita. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't expect, expect you to close it off. Um, okay, well, you know, uh, as, as per usual, the usual, um, thank you for listening to another episode of the Gold Diggers podcast. We'll be back next week with another episode. Um, thanks for the support. Make sure you like our content, subscribe on YouTube, and subscribe on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And yeah, we're out till next week, guys. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.